hilarious. Praise the Lord, saints. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, praise the Lord. Our awesome, our awesome director of Sunday school allowed me this time to teach, and I appreciate it. Praise God. Praise God. Um, dear Lord, I thank you for this word that you've given me. Dear Lord, I thank you, Father, for allowing me to read your word and get divine revelation of your word, Lord God, to give it to your people, not not anything of me, Lord God. Hide me behind the cross, Lord God, so they see you and not me. Father, give the word out how you gave it to me. In your precious son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He gave me, it's called the breath of God. The breath of God. He gave me that a long time ago. I was like, the breath of God. Um, start out in Genesis 2 and 7. Going back to the beginning, when it says, The Lord formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and man became a living person. Let's think about that for a moment. So God breathed life into an object that he created and designed from the dirt. Not only did he create and design this object, the re and the reason why I keep saying object is because man did not become a living soul until God breathed into his nostrils. So he was still an object laying out there in the dust. He had been formed, he had been shaped, he had been molded into what he wanted him to look like, but yet and still, he was still dirt. So I think... Of, I'd like to, so I'd like to think that after God had formed man um, out of the dust, that he stood back and said, this is good also, because, you know, everything he created, what did he say? It was good. Because you would think he, when he created man, he would say that it was good. Why? Because it was his creation. And you know this by why. In Genesis 1 and 31, it says, Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. I'm reading out of the New Transliving Bible. And, and evening passed, and morning came, marked the sixth day. So after God had made everything in the earth and all of his creation was good, he said, let us form this man from the dust of the ground. And then he said, I just can't leave. This is my mind thinking. I just can't leave, leave it laying here. I just can't leave what I have formed, what I have made, what I've taken my time out to make and form and, 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 and his eyes. I made the nose. I've made the, the hands. I've made the ears. I've made every particular part of this body, this object. And not only did I make it, I made it in out of my own image of what I wanted it to look like. And not only that, I said, let me, I had to place every, he put every organ the way he wanted it to be in the body. He placed it strategically to where this organ would help that organ and that organ would help that organ. I mean, it was so strategic how he made us and how he formed us from dirt, from dirt. The dirt on your shoes is what you are made from, the ground. I mean, when you really think about it, you're walking on what you, what you were created every day of your life. So, and, and so, you know, I'm, he said, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so I have put the, so I have to put my breath into this empty vessels because why we are empty vessels without the breath of God. So let me, so let me lie down here. 
this is this in my mind, just go with me in your mind sight. In my mind, God got down face to face with his creation. Meaning he got down on top of him. He didn't go to the side. You know how you're paramedic and you they now they use these little things to blow into the mouth to where they're not having to get directly on top of the lips and blow um, breath and back into your body. They use these devices because of whatever. But anyway, God didn't do that. God said, let me get down on my creation. Let me get face to face. Let me get intimate with my creation. So therefore, I had, he had to get down face to face and put his nose on top of his nose, put his mouth on top of his mouth, and he, he breathed the breath of life in it. And it wasn't just any breath. That breath had to be so strong. Think about it. The breath of God had to be so strong that if you had any dust particles around from where he made in fashion, you know, I'm a baker, so when I make rolls, you know, the dust, um, the, the flour goes everywhere on the counters, right? So you have this excess dirt around laying, well, excess, okay, flour is laying around all the roll pad, you know. Okay, so I'm thinking here's the form of the man, right, the object. So God had to get down. He got on on top of him like this, face to face, intimate with, with his creation. So therefore, he's laying face to face on top of him. And all of a sudden, he goes, and all of a sudden, that breath was so strong. It was so, he had so much force, so much velocity to where he did everything that was around it. It, had, it was just blown away to where all you saw was his perfect creation. And then Adam went like his, huh. he kind of leaped up because after the breath went in all you could do is just leap up and you never said if you're a mother and you've had a child or you've been around somebody's had a child when that child is birthed out what does the doctor first do it cleans out the nostrils it cleans out the the openness in the holes to where it can so it can breathe so what do you think what do you think god did when he breathed into us we jumped we leaped because we leaped with excitement. What did Jesus do in Mary's belly when he got, he got confronted with John the Baptist in Elizabeth's belly? He leaped because of the Holy Spirit that was resonating in Mary's body. So therefore, we leap when we feel the breath of God inside of us. And I praise God for that revelation because when he showed it to me, it was like I saw Adam go, huh, yeah, and he became a living soul just by that breath and you think about it can you just imagine God breathing life into an empty vessel into a body that is just laying there and not just any breath that he breathed he breathed he breathed his own breath his creation which he is the creator of all things he is our creator so therefore the life that we breathe we breathe in every day we're breathing and exhaling and inhaling all the time don't you realize that's God's breath that's not your own. You don't own that breath. Every breath that you take, inhale and exhale, it's God's. He's just allowing you to have it. It's on loan right now until he comes to bring you back to himself. Because, you know, I used to, it's a sidebar, um, when, when I used to work, at times I worked in a, um, did hair in a funeral home and different things like that. And one thing I noticed when the bodies, when, when you pass, your mouth is open. And God gave me a revelation one time with a pastor and I, we went to visit a, a member of ours, and he, and he brought it back to my remembrance. I was like, God, why is every, everybody, their mouth is open? And he said, because that same breath that I breathed into you, it's the same breath that I'm coming back to take when you come home to me. 
I'm taking my breath back. So therefore, you're laying there, and I have to receive my breath back. You know, when Jesus did, what did he do on the cross? <laughs> he gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. He gave up the breath, the very breath that his father breathed into him. He had to give it up. So therefore, we have to give up that breath as well. You know, when he gave me that, I was like, that makes so much sense. Wow, out of all the times that I've seen people, you know, gone on the glory and stuff like that, I've always wondered, why, why is that, God? He said, because I had to come back and receive my breath. I had to come back and take back what I gave you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was, Mama, I, I tell you what, that was when he, when he gave me that, 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 that revelation, it was like, whoa, like hit me upside the head. I was like, because I always wondered, what, why, why? But you know what? He will give you the answers to why when you ask him and you just stand back and you just listen and wait. He'll reveal it to you. He will reveal it to you. So the live, so, so, so that, um, so what we're doing right now, we're breathing in the breath of God every day. And without the breath of God, we don't exist. You do not exist without the breath of God. In Acts 17, 27 through 28, in 27 it says, His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him through he, find him though he is not far from any one of us. God is not far from any one of us. You know why? And you know how you know that? It's because you're breathing every day. So if you're breathing every day, he's not far from you. He's with you. Sidebar, he took me to 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. He says, then if, man, then if, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. I said, huh, okay, God, why'd you take me there? Because he was telling me I'm not far from you. My breath is not far from you, and I'm not far from my people. If you would just turn from your wicked ways, if you would just turn your face from what I'm trying to keep you from, you will receive everything that I have for you. But you first got to turn from everything that's trying to blow you into some other dimension that I don't want you even walking into because I have the plans for you, the plans to prosper you, the plans to make you into what I want you to be. But you first got to turn from anything and everybody who is trying to take you from me, take you from my birth, take you from what I have for you, and I will restore your land. And I used to think, land? What, what do you mean land? And he said, land, I'm the land. You are the land. You're the land of God. You know, because he's talking about seeking him. Well, who is the, who, who's supposed to be seeking him? You are. We are. We're supposed to be seeking God. So if we're seeking him, then we're, he's going to restore our land. He's going to restore everything that's in us that's broken. He's going to restore everything in us that needs to be fixed and needs to be turned around. It needs to be fashioned and made and molded into his image. He's going fi- to turn us around if we turn back to him and stay in him. I said, huh, okay, God. He said, are you called by my name? 
Do you have my breath inside of you? Are you going to humble yourself? Because if, if you have any of my breath inside of you, he said his breath is the very essence of humility. He said it's the very essence of humility, trust, love, of giving over. His very breath resembles and resides in all of these attributes of him. He says, and he says, if you are, if you're, if you, if my breath is in you, then you, you have the ability to stand still and let me fight your battles. You don't have to go out and try to do it on your own because just never, it's never been us for us to go out and take on our own because when we take something and we try to do it on our own, we mess it up every time. Nothing ever gets fixed. Nothing ever gets straightened out. Nothing ever gets worked out the way it's supposed to be worked out because while we're not standing still and Isaiah it says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord pass you by so therefore who's passing you by the breath of God is passing you by his presence is passing you by his strength is passing you by the way he wants you to walk the way he wants you to talk the way he wants you to be the way he wants you to be in him is passing you by he said just stand still don't move be immovable you know stand fast in him and therefore you will receive everything he's wanting you to receive. And I said, okay, God, I'm understanding that. Your breath is a very, it's, it's humility. It's humbling. Because you think about it, even God, you know, he humbled himself to get down there to breathe into us. He could have stood far off. He's God. He could spoke it, just like he spoke creation into existence. I speak breath into you. But he made, exactly, he made it personal. He made it intimate. I had to make myself intimate with you. I had to, you know, it's, and, and the thing about it is, it's not a husband and wife intimacy. It's totally different. This is the intimacy that anybody can achieve, anybody can have. It's not given to the strong. It's not given to the weak. It's not given. It's given to the one who endures to the end. You know, it's to him we live and move and have our very being. It's in him that we humble ourselves to where we can have that that bit of that just that little bit of humanity from him. It's that little bit of peace, that little bit of joy that he wants to give unto his people. But the thing about it is you got to be in him to receive everything he wants you to have. For when we humble, humble ourselves and reach, and he said, he said, for when you humble yourself and reach out there for me, you will find me and I am not that far away. He told me in Isaiah 59 and 1, he says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short that it cannot save, nor his ears so impaired that he cannot hear. Ain't that awesome? That is awesome, y'all. You know, sidebar, I have a hearing problem. <laughs> My family's making fun of me. My husband and daughter, they laugh at me <laughs> because they'll be talking and stuff and going on conversation. I'm sitting there like, I didn't hear nothing y'all said. And I say, uh-huh, what, can you repeat that? You know, and it, it's, it's, we made jokes about it. And I laugh about it because it's, it's kind of funny, you know. I think, huh, I can't hear. But I have a hearing aids, right? But even when, you, when the hearing aids, they don't work. But when I hear the breath of God talking to me, I hear him clearly. There is no shortness in my hearing. There is no deafness in my hearing. There is nothing that keeps me from him but me. 
We are the only ones that keeps us from him. We are the only ones that keeps us from not hearing him, from not seeing him. Okay, we have not seen him physically like Moses did up on the mount through the burning bush. But we see him physically every day that we wake up. We know he's with us. When we wake up, we put our feet to the ground, we put our feet to the floor, or we just roll over and we say, Thank you, God, for another day. He hears us. And then he and then we hear him saying, I'm here. I'm giving you another day to get it right. I'm giving you another day. I'm giving you brand new mercies this day. I'm giving you my mercies. I'm giving you my love. I'm giving you my joy. I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving you my strength to walk through that door no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter who's coming, no matter who's saying what or what have you, wanting to put you under the bus, want to say this, that, and the other thing. Don't worry because you are with me because you started your day with me. And if you started your day with me, you're going to end your day with me. You know, he said, he said, just trust me. I've got you. I hear you. Not only do I hear you, I see you. So I praise God for his hearing and his love that he hears us. His, he says his hands and his ears are not too far that he cannot hear us. When we whisper, and sometimes that's how God communicates with us. Sometimes he just whispers to us. It's a soft voice. Sometimes it's just like we just need that nudge like, God, are you there? And, and you feel him. Maybe it's just a, a, the wind. It may somebody come and give you a word and, and you'd be like, I needed that. I needed that. You know, you, may, you just don't know. In Acts 17 and 28, it says, For in him we live, move, and exist. As some of, you, as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. So if, so if I am in him, I can't live without his breath, right? So if you're in him, you can't live without his breath. You can't exist without the breath of God. You can't move without the breath of God. I can't run. I can't move. I can't walk. I can't do nothing without the breath of God. Because this breath of God is his very essence that has me to move and do what I do on a daily basis. So therefore, you've got to be in him. Because if you're his offspring, then his offspring means you're a part of him. You are set off from beside him. You know, his offspring. Maya is an offspring of me and Pastor. We are offsprings of God. We are his children. And, he's, and that's the reason why he sent his son is to redeem us back to him because we were lost back in the beginning of, of Adam and Eve. And that's just so awesome because you think about his very offspring is what he used to bring us back to him when you think about that. So therefore, and if you, and it says, and to exist without the breath of God is just plumb crazy. You think you can do it on your own? You think you can do this life on your own? You think you can walk? You think you can manage? You think you can run your home on your own? You think you can work your job on your own? You think you can raise your kids on your own? You think you can, you can, you can get out here and sing? You can get out here and preach? You can get out here and teach? You can get out here and do whatever you can get out here and, and minister to people? No, you cannot do it on your own. And to think that you can exist without the breath of God resonating in your body, it is. It's plumb crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Some people just think that they just wake up and it's like, ha, you know, you just, you can, you, you can do it all on your own. Try it. Let's see how far you get. You'll fall flat on your face every time, every time. And you're thinking, 
And then, and then you, then you got to step back and like, hmm, huh. that wasn't too smart. I messed that thing up right there. So therefore, now you got to go right back and go all the way back to the beginning and do it all back over again. When he just says, if you just would have stayed on the right path, you never would have had to go back 10, 11, 12 steps. You would have just been able to walk on in me and exist in me without any problem. In fact, in Job, it's so funny we were talking about Job this morning, me and Pastor. In Job 34, 13 through 15, it says in 13, did someone else put the world in his care? Who set the whole world in place? God. Who set the whole world in place? He's asking, and this is, this is Job asking his people a question. He's saying, did someone else put the world in, in his care? Who set the whole world in place? Verse 14, if God were to take back his spirit and, without his, and withdraw his breath, Think about that for a minute. If God were to take back his spirit and withdraw his breath. Verse 15, it says, all life would cease and humanity would turn again to dust. Think about that for a minute. If God said, you know what, Larissa, I've had enough. You know, you say you're going to praise me. This, I'm not saying she don't. She loves God, so don't, don't get twisted. I've, 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 I've had enough. I'm tired. You know, he even said he, he got tired. That's why he destroyed the earth in the first place by the flood. He got tired. Don't y'all think God gets tired? He gets tired of us. We're supposed to praise him and worship him in spirit and truth. We're supposed to love him with that, with that love that he loves us with, that love that, 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 that's never ending, that love that's always there. But he said, he said what if I? What if I take back my spirit that I gave you? What if I take it back? Where would you be? And without my spirit, where would your life be? And what if I took back my breath that I breathed into you? Where would you be? You would not be here. You would not exist because without the spirit and the breath of God, you have no existence. There is no humanity. There is no us. There is no earth. There is no, there is nobody because without God, we are nothing. We're nothing. We're nothing. And they, they just blew my mind because I think about it. And I was like, Lord, your breath is what the whole entire existence of the world is based upon. Your breath. Because you breathe it, the first thing, he said, huh, let me just make something up around here. So let me, let me speak, because the world was out form, without void, so let me just speak it into existence. And then on down through, through, the, through the different steps, we get down to, um, to the sixth day, and that's when he formed man. But he formed him, but he didn't make breathe into him. He formed him, but he didn't say, live yet. So therefore, I loved it when Job was like, what if God said, I'm just going to take it all away? I'm just going to take it all away. You don't deserve it because you don't deserve me. 
I've given you everything, and all I want in return is just your love, your adoration. I want you to give me my word back. Because don't you know, don't you understand, when you pray, we're supposed to pray his word back to him. And when you pray his word, he said, he said, my word will not return to me void. It will accomplish everything I set forth to do. So, so it means what I, what I spoken to you and you speak it back out, I'm, I'm letting it go back out. But yet still it's returning to me. What's it returning to me with? With glory, with praise, with honor, with substance, saying I was with him. And you know you was with him because he's got you. You just resonate because people don't see you no more. They see God and they see the, they see the breath of God inside of you. In Job 33, verses 3 through 4, it says, I speak with all sincerity. I speak the truth. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of Almighty gives me life. You think about that. He said, I speak the truth. I'm not lying. I'm not telling you something that you really should not already know. The Spirit of God, he, he that made you, he breathed, he breathed into you and gave you life. God's very breath gives me life and gives you life. Life to give life, to give him glory, to give him adoration, to give him thanks. Thanks for a love he did not have to give you, but he gave it to us anyway. And it was because he loved us, he breathed into us. It's because he loved us, he wanted us to become a soul. He wanted us to be with him. He wanted us to have relationship with him because he loved us. He wanted something to love and to love him back without anything, without any strings attached. He just wanted the love, just wanted it back, his breath back. He says the breath of God is life, to bring back life to him in true worship, into relationship with him, to see souls brought back to him. That's what we're supposed to do with this breath. We're supposed to bring souls back to him. To where, to, and if you're bringing the souls back to him, you're just bringing it back to the person who gave it to you in the first place. You're bringing it back to him. The breath of God gives us freedom. A freedom to come boldly to the throne room and ask for forgiveness, ask for mercy, ask for grace, ask for whatever you need from him, the breath of God. In Matthew 7 and 7 through 8, verse 7, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. In verse 8, for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open the breath of God is the whole entire existence it is your whole entire existence that's what he kept telling me over and over my breath is your existence my breath is how you live my breath is how you be my breath is how you are able to stand before me and whenever you need me you can ask for me you can come to me but it's my breath that allows you to do that and he says my breath is something soft it's intimate a breath may may be quiet but also a sure sign of life. You don't have to be boisterous with the breath. 
it's, it's, it's very, sometimes it's just, it's a very quiet thing that he wants to, want you to experience. And it's a sure thing of life. God's breath is giving, giving, um, God's breath is giving of life. For without the breath of God, there would be no humanity. When God breathed into the nostrils of Adam, for when we became a living soul for his use. It's God's breath that we live, move, and we are in him. The breath of God is how we live, is how we resonate, is how we, we walked into this church by the breath of God. And without that breath, we don't exist. I praise and thank God for this word. I praise and thank God for him, him giving me his breath in order to stand before his people. For without his breath, I could not have done what he's allowed me to do. And I give him praise, honor, and glory, and adoration for everything that he has done. I praise him. I thank God for our, our director, Sonia, for allowing me the time to be able to do this before God and before his people. I pray, God, that your service that's coming up, Lord God, that it just, it just, it just explodes. Someone gets saved. Someone gets delivered. Someone gets set free by the power of your breath and by the power of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.